feel like that intro every Good time, every week you. is different. I know. I was just about to say that intro. It got me hype. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Today is Wednesday, May 5th, and me and Tom are back at it Cinco again. De Mayo. Um, what's up, up, Tom? I am. Is it? Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. You going out tonight? That's a really good question because I could definitely go for a mark tonight. It is a yeah, yeah, you should. I, I mean, I Cinco. I, I don't think I've celebrated Cinco de Mayo since I was. That's the like, that's the one thing I missed about being out at school. Cinco de Mayo on my campus is absolutely oh. amazing because it's the last day of finals generally, so everyone's looking to let loose and ever. Oh, it was so much fun, and I've been seeing Snapchat stories, and I'm like, damn, that's the one thing I miss. <laughs> I wish you were there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, like when I was in South Carolina, they had St. Patty's Day was. I mean, I, I assume St. Patty's Day is crazy everywhere, but that like because Cleveland has like a big parade, and I've been down there a couple times. Uh, but South Carolina, there's like all the bars there. Like it's called Five Points. They all meet. I, you couldn't even move. I, like, like, and from the ages like eighteen to twenty three or twenty four, I was like, this is cool. I want to be all around all the people. And if I were you at your age, I'd be like, yes, I. You should go to those parties. But me right now, I'm like, you wouldn't find me within. 75 miles of like a Cinco de Mayo party. I just say, I've just hopefully outgrown it, but uh, yeah. So um, obviously the draft happened over the weekend. We talked a little bit about that on Monday. Um, So today we're going to go through all the teams. Uh, We're going to give them our grades, kind of talk what picks we liked, what picks we didn't like. Um, So we'll give grades. And then most likely uh, next week we will uh, come up with our first, uh, annual power rankings. I think we should probably do one maybe once a month in the summer, just have an episode for our power rankings, um, update it when we can. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about the draft, but, uh, there is some other news, um, today in sports history. I saw this one, uh, in 1904, Cy Young pitches the first perfect game in the modern baseball era as the Boston Americans. God, I hate Boston so much. Beat the Philadelphia Athletics three to zero. Um, And then uh, where's the one I saw? In 1930, Australian cricket batting prodigy Don Bradman scores an unbeaten 185 in a tour match for Australia versus Leicestershire at Islestone Road, Leicester. The return of oh. cricket in our I know, <laughs> I know. sports history. I was, I was so – the, the greatest part about it, it's like this prodigy. Like I really want to look him up. Like was he like 12 years old? Like we should do that. We should really get into like who who was the Michael Jordan of cricket? Uh, you know, who was the Dennis Rodman of cricket? Who blocked all those all those bats? Um, no, but we love cricket. and um, Big cricket, guys. Fantasy cricket yeah. should be a thing. Yeah, yeah. Still – still I'm cricket. still upset with Sleeper. Yeah, I, I legit, you sent me that and I legitimately took like five, 10, 15 minutes. Like, okay, I signed up. This is my team. And it was like, yeah, this is only fantasy football. And I was like, well, they do fantasy basketball too. They do fantasy basketball too. I love sleeper though. Sleeper's the best. That's why I was so upset. I'm like, no way did they have cricket as their next sport. I know. I saw it. I got it. I got like weirdly angry. I was like, come on. Because I feel like if we did like fantasy cricket, like we would get into it. Like, oh, 100%. We would get into it. But We'd we be watching cricket at three going. in the morning. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, 
Um, we we'll learn about cricket it. eventually. Uh, we'll learn about cricket eventually. You know, maybe we'll try and get a cricket guest on here. I'll, I'll send some emails out, uh, see if we can get like, uh, I don't know, the world champion cricket man. Yeah, I still got to think though he's probably still just a little bit too popular for us in our podcast, considering cricket is probably one of the top ten biggest sports in the world. I would think so. All right, let's... top ten okay. biggest sports in the world. I mean, you got soccer, and I would assume American football as well. Basketball. Um... Basketball is higher than American football for sure. I would agree. Um, Most baseball. popular sports in the world. So according to worldatlas.com, it goes soccer, which is number one with 4 billion fans. Then cricket is number two with wow. 2.5 billion fans. More than hockey, which is 2 billion fans. Tennis is 1 billion. Volleyball, 900 million. Table tennis, 875 million. Dude, Basket- have you seen... Have you seen table tennis when they play each other? Yeah, bro. That's insane. Like, oh, oh, oh. They went super stained. They're like, bah, 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 bah. it's crazy. I love it. It's unbelievable. Basketball it's unbelievable. is number seven on the list, though, which I'm very surprised at. I'm not as surprised as I think I would have been. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think basketball is getting less popular right now, but I'm 100%. clearly wrong. But I'm clearly wrong, so I, whatever. Um. So uh, some current events. Uh, Okay, so we didn't talk about the Super League very much on here, but um, obviously it was a big issue in Europe. um, And then on Sunday, Manchester United, my favorite team, was supposed to play uh, their biggest rival, Liverpool. And um, Manchester United fans uh, stormed the field before the match, and the game got canceled or postponed because of safety reasons. Uh, they basically stormed uh, the pitch because they wanted the Glazers to sell the team. Um, and it just made me realize that like European and other countries fans are so much more hardcore than we are. Like if somebody in like basketball or football or baseball wants an owner out, like they just kind of like openly publicly say it. But in Europe, they're just like, you know, fuck it. We're just, we're just going to storm the field, take the corner flag, take the goal. We're just going to take everything. And um, the Glazers still have not sold. Apparently, Jay Glazer, who is an NFL guy, was getting yeah, yeah. ridiculed online. And Ian Rapport actually responded to him and was like, just sell the team. And I didn't know Glazer was like not related to the Glazers. Um, but I thought it was funny because I thought Ian Rapport was like kind of serious. And he was like, dude, just sell the team. But it all turned out to be a joke. Um, but uh, basically, uh, the Super League is not happening, um, which is good for soccer around the world. I mean, if you don't understand soccer, it's really hard to explain. But basically, uh, I mean, the, the fans of these teams, I mean, uh, you know, our new one of our new writers, Michael House, uh, Tom. He, yes. uh, so Schalke is a team in Germany. Um, they're owned by an oil tycoon. They have a ton of money. And they should never get relegated, which means they dropped to the lower league. They got relegated, and after the game, uh, their own fans attacked the team bus and the players. Jesus. So what? Um, I, I, well, I don't agree with that's a little too far. But yeah. Schalke, Schalke is like basically like uh, it would be like the Boston Celtics being relegated in the uh, NBA. I mean, so. 
That was bad. But uh, more about Super League. Basically, they've reached a uh, UEFA has reached a deal with it with uh, seven of the teams that were reported um, going to join Super League: uh, Arsenal, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, and Tottenham Hotspur. Um, so that's basically all the big six from England. Uh, they have um, reached an agreement and they won't uh, face punishment. However, uh, the other four clubs, Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and AC Milan, um, they have stuck to their stance and they want Super League. And so there's a big possibility that uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and uh, I can't remember who else I said um, – uh, Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and AC Milan. AC Milan isn't on the same tier as those other two, um, but it's very possible they could be suspended from the Champions League for like two years in the future, um, which is why I don't know why they're still holding out strong for this Super League. Like, especially Barcelona and Real Madrid. Uh, I mean, they make this, the Champions League every year. Their money is basically cash money, so it doesn't make sense. But um, so the Super League right now is down, and that's good. Um, it's good. good for um, soccer. It is. It's good. It's good for soccer around the world. Like it, it's really hard to explain like soccer fans, like there really are hooligans. Um, but uh, I mean, they like, if it, like, it, it's almost like if uh, you know, the Browns played like the, the Raiders, like 2000 Browns fans would travel. Like that's just how they do it. Cause they take the buses and they take the trains in England and they just go to different places and uh, it can get deadly. But um it's a great sport. Love it. Um, right. And Chelsea, Chelsea and Real Madrid are actually tied right now at 0-0. Um, uh, and speaking of that Man United-Liverpool game, uh, it re is rescheduled for May 13th, which is – I just learned that. That's cool. Awesome. Um, I'm looking for any other news. You got any other news? Um, no, just – I'm trying to get away from talking about Aaron Rodgers because I'm just yeah. so sick of the whole situation. It's so weird that we have an off season with Deshaun Watson, which I, that who knows what's going to happen to that. I, I think he's probably just going to be suspended next year. So I don't think it really matters, but now we have Aaron Rodgers, and basically I think green Bay is like not gonna like, they won't trade him. And I don't, and Rodgers is stubborn headed enough that he actually just won't play. Like he'll go host jeopardy. I think I really do. Yeah, I mean, like, I, they, there's going to be one of three things that happen, I think. It, it's either going to be that they fire the GM, which I really just don't see happening, because while he is not Rodgers' favorite, like I pointed out on Monday, like he drove McCarthy out because he was rolling his eyes and stuff. Like There's going to be a line drawn. Right, Apparently he was making fun of the guy in like group chats with his teammates. Like I think Rodgers' time is really just done, so I doubt that they're going to move the GM. But it is an option. They could end up trading him, or he's going to retire, just straight up retire. Like he's going to be done. Uh, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he did that. Um, but then again, I think he would come back in like two years and just be like, okay, I can play. Um, Aaron Rodgers is kind of uh, a dick, but I mean, the Packers have done nothing to help him. They've taken nine defensive players in the last 10 drafts in the first round. And the only first rounder that wasn't a defensive player was a quarterback who, by the way, a Jordan love is in the worst position possible. Like if they do trade Aaron Rodgers, like he has to be as good as Aaron Rodgers right away, or people are going to hate him. He has and, to be as good um, as Aaron Rodgers was when he, in, in his first year of playing, I'll say. 
I mean, he needs to be as good as Aaron Rodgers, and he's probably not going to be that good. Like, I I think that the the, the 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 Packers reach for a quarterback last year. Like, it made no sense, but whatever. Yeah, I like I, my guys from Flurry are all talking about it. They want the GM fired. Um, I think that's the feeling of most Packers fans, um, which is odd because I didn't think that. I, I didn't think Packers fans would take, like, Aaron Rodgers' side, uh, but I think a lot of them have, um, which is – surprising to me because Aaron Rodgers, like I said, he is kind of a dick. So, yeah, I, I can honestly understand it a little bit, but like to say that the Packers haven't done anything for him, like I, I understand they haven't taken offense in the, in the first round, but Devonte Adams, right. Where would you say he is uh, in, in wide receivers in the NFL? Devonte Adams. Yeah. Where is he? Top 10, top five, top 20. I'd put top. I'd probably say top five. Top five, and then Aaron Jones as a running back. Where would you put him as far as starting running backs in the league? Top ten. Ten to twelve. I personally have. Personally, I mean, I personally, I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are better than him. I mean, probably, but we're we're saying starting. So there we go. It's it's not a reach that he's a top ten. I I could see that. It's not a reach. Right. Right. I put him at top 10 because I feel like he can be a three down back. They just don't ask him to. And when he does play well, he's like running for 150 yards and two touchdowns. I, but he's just inconsistent. That's why I have him lower, but yeah, I'll give you even top 12, right? That's a top 12 running back and a top five receiver. What else does Aaron Rodgers need to succeed? They're and, trying to build up his defense. I, I, I actually, I'm starting to sway my vote a little bit with you because, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, their defense has been sick. Uh, at least last year it was. I mean, they got probably once Jalen Ramsey gets over 30, uh, Jair, Jair Alexander will be the best corner in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, their linebackers, uh, I can't think of their names. Um, it's not they have, uh They uh, lost Blake Martinez. Who was the other guy? It was an edge rusher from Kentucky. I can't think of his name. They have um, Rashawn Gary too, right? Yeah, um, they have Rashawn Gary, but he plays linebacker, I think. Um, Let's see. Uh, Zadari, I'm thinking about Zadarius Smith. Smith. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Smith. Yeah. So, I mean, their defense is good. Um, it's good, and and they understand the fact that they have Aaron Rodgers, who's Aaron Rodgers, a top, as you said, a top five receiver and a top twelve running back. They say, okay, that should be enough for us to win games, so long as we have a good defense. So I, I I was much more in the bandwagon and in the in the boat of siding with Rogers saying that they need to trade him everything until my dad read me those stats and he walked me through that and I'm like wow he really doesn't need much more like there's not much more that you could possibly really ask for if you're Aaron Rodgers except a hey. better defense to make it so you only have to score 25 a game instead of 40 to win. Yeah, and um, it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just, uh, I can't think of the person. I, I, I like I, I guess like Isaiah Thomas in the NBA where, I mean, he would have won more rings, but he just played with in the same time as Jordan did. So it's the same thing with Brady and Rod- Rodgers, I think. Like he, I mean, I think the Packers should, they should have two Super Bowls with him. Probably. I, two Super Bowls should, yeah, I, I that should and- be it. I will but, say the the fact that Lafleur kicked his way out of the championship game this year really it probably is what pissed Rodgers off the most because he knew that wasn't the right call. 
Well, apparently, what pissed him off the most was when they cut um, his what or his division yeah, three or whatever his name Kumro, is. who was actually a beast in college. I saw him play twice. He was a beast. Um, but that's so. I like. I've. Seen, I don't know if you've seen Jay Kumro. That just looks like a guy that like Aaron Rodgers wants to hang out with. Um, so I guess I understand that. But it, 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 it's so. There's such a thin line now because the NFL can't turn into what the NBA has become where players have complete control. And that's why I think football is more popular because it's almost more of a 50, 50 split kind of way. Whereas in basketball, I mean, LeBron James can say what he wants, when he wants, do what he wants, when he wants, and it'll get done. Um, exactly. So, so I think owners and general managers have to kind of, make, and I, I think I said this when we started talking about Deshaun Watson, like they kind of have to make a stand be like, no, like, you yeah. just won't play then. Like, yeah. And I think that's, I think that's what they're going to do. Or I think that's what people in the future will do. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say like the, the fact that Aaron Rodgers is still throwing this hissy fit is really what I, I'm going to put it all up to the, like you have a top five receiver and arguably a top 10 running back as your offensive weapons. And yes, you have, not as much depth at receiver, but you shouldn't need it if you have a top five guy and then you have complimentary guys who play well off of Devontae Adams' weaknesses in the deep ball with um, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and I forget the other guy. Who's their third receiver? Uh, uh, he has a weird last name. Yeah, that's um, why I forget it. Go ahead. Keep talking. Though. I'll look. Uh, you, you have two guys to play the deep ball, and Devontae Adams gets everything else, and he can still catch the deep ball sometimes. And, and then a running back that should be able to provide you a good ground game to get the play action going. You should want them to build you up a good defense. Like I said, it's easier to win games when you have to score 25 to win instead of 40. So they, the Packers were doing everything to try and help him win. And they're just, uh, he, he's basically just slapping him back in the face saying, wham, I'm not getting enough. Uh, Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. Yeah. He's a or, strict deep or, ball or, receiver. Yeah, or uh, Equanimous St. Brown, but I don't think he played much. Um, he is not going to play much. Yeah, we're also at the time and point where we're th- like almost through the golden age of the quarterback, where mm-hmm. I think in like 10 years, the bet, like your roster goal, GM's roster goals will be to have a young court. Like in the next 10, after like in 10 years in the future, I don't think we'll see like 31, 32 year olds winning Super Bowls because they're always just going to go younger. Cause that's the best way to do it is not uh, like have to pay your quarterback. But it, so it, it, it really, I think, like I said, it comes down to the owners and the general manager have to take a stand. Like they just can't let it become the NBA. And I understand that part. And I also understand why Aaron Rodgers, I, 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 he's a weird dude, but I can understand why he'd be, I, I, he just, I, I feel like he think he wants to go to a place where he runs his own offense basically. So, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but, we can get into the main topic now. Enough about Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Just, yeah. Looking, um, nothing else. So, uh, okay. All right. So we're going to start with our draft grades. Uh, we're just going to go alphabetical order. Um, kind of just talk everything out. Um, and then uh, once we're done with all the picks and uh, let's try and keep it down to like two or three minutes, like each, yeah, each team. We'll, we'll read off, give our two cents and then the grade. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start with the Atlanta Falcons. 
Um, Arizona who? starts first. Oh, Arizona starts first. Okay. So in the first round, they took uh, Zayvon Collins at number 16 overall. I That, uh, A, for me, was not a good pick. Uh, I thought they should have gone with one of the corners. Um, but I'm happy they didn't. Uh, I think that was way too high to draft Zayvon Collins, um, mm-hmm. especially when I think uh, – Partly also because he's on my team now, too. But I think Owusu Koromoa is way more versatile than him. Uh, they drafted Rondell Moore in the second round. I like Rondell Moore a lot. It'll just be interesting to see how his body holds up in the NFL. Yep. Um, I, and I'm not going to lie. We're going to come across some of these names that I have no idea who they no are. No idea so. who they are. Like the rest of yeah, the draft uh, picks, I've never heard of in all honesty. I'll say them. Um, I have heard of Marco Wilson. Uh, and I got to say, you're usually pretty good if you go from a corner from Florida. Um, yeah, they're usually pretty good. Uh, I know uh, Tay Gowan was supposed to go a little bit higher. Um, so that was kind of a good pick. And then um, they drafted. Victor Dimukiji. Well, I mean, that's a, everyone knows that's a bust already. He went to Duke. So um, <laughs> Cincinnati uh, safety, James Wiggins and Penn state center, Michael Manette. I always love when they, when guys, when teams pick up a center in the draft, just because it's always a good thing to have a good amount of centers. Like I, like if I was a team, I would, if I was my own coach, I would want all five of my linemen, starting linemen capable of play center. Yeah, hundred percent. Because they're usually the most versatile linemen, like on the team. So um, obviously, we'll probably basically this is just a day one and a day two grade from us because we don't know any of the other ones. Um, uh, I, I the day one, I, I like I said, that's a C for me. Zayvon um, Collins, it, it was just too high for him. I just, I mean, if they really, really wanted him, I think they could have traded back and got an extra third round pick or something. Um, I just yeah. thought it was too high. So I, I give that one a C. Um, and then uh, Rondell Moore, uh, I'll give that a B plus. Um, not an A because I have doubts about him, his uh, durability in the NFL. And then, like I said, Florida, um, Marco Wilson, you usually can't go wrong with a Florida corner or an SEC corner most of the time. Um, so I would probably give this uh, draft. I, I would give this a B. I would give it a B and overall B. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's your, so you tell me now. Yeah. I, I also came up with a B. Um, the Zayvon Collins pick, while I think he's a good player and could excel in the NFL, uh, like you said, it was just a little too high for me. Rondell Moore is going to be very interesting added into that offense. Uh, hey, especially- it's, also, it's also good for Kyler Murray. I, yeah, think I was just going to bring it up. Because he's now not shorter than – he's now not shorter than all of his receivers. He has one receiver that he's taller than. Well, not even that. I, I like the, the fact that Larry is, did Larry retire yet? Like, do we know if he's retired? No, I think, okay. I think he's like kind of playing. I, I think Larry, Fitz, Larry Fitzgerald could play till he's 50. I think like 100%. he might not be good. He's not, he's like Heinz Ward. Like just send him out there to block a block. Yeah. Well, just like the fact that, you know, you're probably losing Larry, right? You have DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk is more of a slot kind of guy, but he can play the outside. I could see Christian Kirk developing into yeah. more of a mid, a mid, a short route to medium route guy, like Larry Fitzgerald sort of was. But he still has the speed to go deep, which Larry doesn't have. And then you put Rondell Moore in the slot to be a very similar player to Kirk. It could end up really well. So uh, just between those two picks, I give him a B. Um, 
I just I, I don't think it was an overly great draft, but I don't think it was terrible, so I gave him a B. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we kind of agree. I, I think we both just kind of agree that Rondo Moore could be big. Um, well, basically, what the what, what the Cardinals need to do is they need to keep drafting fast receivers that give them good matchups. So that means that DeAndre Hopkins isn't doubled all the time. Right. So um, I think they helped out with that because Rondo Moore can line up in the slot. He can line up uh, in in the backfield. Um, so I, like I said, I like that. He did get injured twice at Purdue. Um, pretty big injury, so it's going to be interesting to see if uh, he lasts. Um, but I hope he does. But um, as a, overall, yeah, I agree. It's a B. It's just uh, I like Zayvon Collins. It was just too high for me. I think they could have traded back. I think they probably could have traded back five to ten spots, and they were still considering that Ousu Koromoa didn't go off the board until the second round. He yeah. probably could. They could. They could. They might have been able to drop out of the first round and still get him. So yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm keeping. Uh, just so everyone knows, I'm keeping track of our grades. Yep. Um, we'll have different grades, I'm sure, um, I'm sure, for different teams. But for our first one, we go with the B to the Cardinals, both of us. And, oh, yeah, we will also go over this, like, I don't know, maybe next year after the season. and <laughs> See how we do it. It'll already be erased. I'll take a picture of it, though. So, yeah. um, All right, anyway, so. Move on to yeah. Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's first two, uh, day, first two days of the draft, they reeled in Kyle Pitts. From Florida, tight end, you know, most high player. Then they also landed Richie Grant, the safety from UCF, and also Jalen Mayfield, the guard out of Michigan, as their first two days. What do you think? Uh, I thought Kyle Kyle Pitts was the best player in the draft. Um, And I don't knock them for taking him over. Uh, Panay Sewell, like I will, maybe some other teams down the ro- down the line. Uh, I will not. Uh, Matt Ryan still is a has a capable arm, and he's not a dummy, really. So he's capable. And now that offense, um, if, if is Julio Jones still there, right? I, yeah, I, but I think they're going to have to trade him for cap purposes because I don't know if they'll be able to sign all of the rookies if they don't trade him. Yeah, so well, hey, come, hey, come, come my way, uh, Julio. We have what, I'll like two million dollars left? Uh, no, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that offense becomes very scary with um, uh, Pitts, Ridley, and uh, Matt Ryan back there. So I and that, Julio's uh, still there for now. You never know. Yeah, I mean, so I guess if we're gonna look at uh, then that's like I said. Either way, if you have Julio's there or not, that's an A plus pick for me in the first round yep. because. Like I said, that uh, he's the best player. Um, I do like Richie Gant, uh, Richie Grant. Um, I'm a little bit low on uh, Central Florida um, defensive backs. We've had a couple come in over the past couple of years, and they they either develop into slot corners, really, or they can't really play on the outside. And that honestly, come cornerback for me is one of the positions where, like, I want a guy that went to a good school like a big time school and played big time opponents right. in my opinion. Right. Um, so, uh, but he's good. I thought 40 is a little too high. I'll give that pick a, a B. Um, and then I give uh, the Jalen Mayfield a B plus. Um, uh, I'm surprised he fell that way, but I, it always seems like everyone who takes a guard pretty early, they always end up being awesome. Like yeah. Nelson. Like, so um uh, that was uh, a good pick, I thought. Good value at 68. Um, another center from Stanford, Drew Dahlman. Uh, can't hate on that. Um, 
And then uh, Frank Darby, uh, their last pick, he's really versatile, but he's super, super raw. Um, but Arizona State is still pretty good. So overall for me, I give it an A-. minus. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, Kyle Pitts was top guy on my board as well, so that's an absolute steal. They got him at four. Richie Grant should be able to step right in at the starting role at safety, so that was a really good – uh, pick for them just based on need. Um, cause who didn't, the, didn't Keanu Neal leave them? That's what I was just going to, I think Keanu yeah. Neal went to like the Cowboys he, or something. Yes. He went to the Cowboys or I want to say the Bengals maybe, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, one of the up. two. Um, yeah. but he, he fills in a need and they got good value for him at 40. Uh, Jalen Mayfield should slide right into guard as well. Uh, and he is projected to be a really solid guard for the next couple of years. Um, another pick that I really liked and kind of a sneaky pick, was uh, number 148, Traquan Graham, uh, the defensive lineman out of Texas. Uh, I was I was doing the Big 12 for the like the best of whatever that Ryan had assigned us for. And when I was looking into tra- Traquan Graham, I think his name is pronounced, he's a really solid player that could develop into a stud uh, as a defensive tackle. Um, I don't know if they're going to move him to D end or keep him inside, but if he can find a way to get his swim move down, he could develop into a really solid player, and I like him in that defense. So I, I actually gave them an A-plus for their draft, just in the sense they landed the best player with the four-pick, and you got yeah. two starters and some projects. I gave him an A-plus. I will change my from A-minus to a plain A. Like I said, I still think Grant's a little too high. Um, like I said, great value for Mayfield, um, and Pitts was the best player. So I'll give it an A. Um, like I said, I just have um, – my uh, doubts about uh, small school defensive backs. As you so. should. I just – I understand the pick. Because was I mean, Morick gone I, by then? Who? Morick? Morick? I don't know. When did he go? Who did he go to? I mean, look, he went – oh, he went to the Raiders a couple – they passed on Morick for Grant. That kind of – ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go with an A. But yeah. yeah, I – I'm still going to give it an A+. plus. They went with their guy. If they, they had a problem with Mo Rig, then they had a problem with him. I'm going to keep my A+. Plus. That was the Falcons? Yep, the Falcons. Hey. And then we move on to Baltimore. And they they had a really solid draft, and I know you're not you're not going to like it. but No, we already uh, talked about it. We did. Wait, wait um, Baltimore? Or you Baltimore. say Buffalo? Baltimore. Yeah, okay, they are next. You're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, obviously, round one, they got Rashad Bateman with their first pick, wide receiver out of Minnesota. Uh, then they got Penn State outside linebacker Oda Fadeaway, I think his name is, Oda Fadeaway. Yeah. Um, so I'm, like, I, I'm horrible at pronouncing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, his name used to be Jason. Oh, well. well, that's his middle name, but he, yeah. now he, he wants, wants to go by his full name. He wants to go by that, yeah. Oda Fadeaway, yeah. Yeah. Um, then they have Ben Cleveland, guard out of Georgia, uh, SMU cornerback Brandon Stevens, Oklahoma State wide receiver Tylen Wallace. Sean Wade fell to them in the fifth round at 160, a cornerback from Ohio State. Then they landed a outside linebacker from Notre Dame by the name of Dalen Hayes and Michigan tight end Ben Mason. All right, so I will say uh, I think Ben Mason in the seventh round is a huge pickup or sixth, seventh round. Um, he played like a fullback kind of at uh, Michigan, um, and I think they'll use him in the same kind of like a utility um, 
utility fullback. I think they'll use him kind of uh, in that way. So I like that pick. Uh, Rashad Bateman wasn't my best receiver available right there. I would have gone with Terrace Marshall, but I understand uh, that. I mean, Bateman is the perfect receiver. I mean, he is lit- he, he's literally molded to be Lamar Jackson's receiver. Uh, big, tall, will catch most things. Not as fast as DK Metcalf or anything, but uh, he's he's a possession receiver. Um, I wouldn't have touched Oa in the first round. Um, I, I think I've told you, Oa had no sacks this year. Yeah, I- and and as much as I want to overlook that and like be like, oh, well, it was a weird year. If you're def- if you're a defensive end or an edge rusher and you don't have a sack in one year, what are you doing? Like. So I, I, he's a, he's a good, I hope a good prospect, but I 31 in the first round was too early for me. Uh, I love Tylen Wallace. Uh, he was very underused at Oklahoma state. Um, thanks Mike Gundy. Um, uh, Sean Wade, Sean Wade uh, is an interesting story because if he would have came out last year, he would have been a first round pick and, um, now he drops the sixth round. Uh, I think that's a good pickup that late. I don't have very many, like, I don't think he's going to be that good. I think he'll kind of be a little bit like um, Gary and Conley and the other, like, second-tier Buckeye um, corners and defensive backs. So that um, – but, yeah, I for what was there on the board for them, I, I give it a – I give it a B plus. Um like I said, I, it, it, I, it's a B plus with the opportunity to turn with, with it could eventually be eventually be an A plus. Like if Rashad Bateman is a hit and Owa is a hit. I mean, that changes everything. I just had my reservations about Owa. And like mm-hmm. I said, Bateman was a great pick for them, but he's not my favorite receiver. So I go B plus. Right. I love the fact that Bateman is not the typical receiver for the Ravens right now, because he's going to play so well and- off of Hollywood Brown and, Willie Sneed, that he's going to slot right into that starting lineup immediately. Um, fun fact about Oa or Oa, um, Oa actually is from New Jersey. He played at Blair Academy, and I actually got to watch him play when I was going to one of my buddies' uh, football games. And that dude is an absolute animal. I mean, he he had at least like four or five sacks on the game, and I understand he didn't have them. So yeah, he's still a question mark. Um, Tylen Wallace was another guy that I looked into when I was doing my big 12 review. He was actually projected to go to the jets in the second and they got him in the fourth and like kind of late fourth potential. Uh, so he has, shows a lot of potential to slot in as well. Could take over for Willie Sneed. And then obviously Sean Wade, um, who knows what he's going to end up being. So yeah, I, I mean, I that's a uh, Wade is literally you put your hand in a bag and you just pick something random out and it's going to be him. You know, he could end up being better than Jeff Okuda was, who, which yeah. isn't that hard because he sucked last year. So yeah. that's the, that's the lowest for Ohio state cornerback. It's usually when they come out, they're pretty good. Um, so yeah, I know, I, I know like Florida and all the other places want to claim DBU. If you look at the last 10 years, DBU is Ohio state. Um, but uh, after Okuda failed, I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah, I would think it was LSU still, though, even after the last 10 years. I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, I, I would say it's between LSU, those two. A, LSU, LSU is DBU. I would say Ohio State's C cornerback. You. Okay. I mean, because yeah, they put out, I mean, they put out Delpit. I mean, 
they put out Delpit, Adams, Matthew. I'm not not even going to get into it because LSU should have won like five national championships in the last 12 years, but they didn't. Right. It's incredible. Um, But with all those things said and done, I'm going to give them an A. Um, I actually, I really love what Baltimore did with their draft. They drafted starters for at least a couple of positions in, in my book. So I'm giving them an A. All right. Let's see who's next. Uh, next up is Buffalo. Um, oh, yeah, you really like their draft. You can start. Okay. I, I didn't love their draft. Let me put that out there now. All right, so in round one, they took Gregory Rousseau uh, out of Miami. Biggest question mark in the entering into draft night, where he was going to go. Biggest first round draft question, I think. Well, I, I no, I just question mark going into it of where he was gonna go because people had him slipping into the third round on some boards. Yeah, I, so I, I, there was a I lot of think, swing. I, I don't think he was ever gonna fall that low. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I just, I mean, Jalen Phillips was there, so I can't really hate on him for taking the other Miami defenseman. But yeah. right, go ahead. Um. Then. With the uh, second round pick, they drafted Carlos Basham Jr. out of Wake Forest, who I absolutely love. I think he's going to fit in really well with that system and, and slot right into the defense. Those two guys are are picks for the future because Buffalo's draft uh, Buffalo's draft class this year was basically replacements for Jerry Hughes, Star Luatelli, and the like, who are on the older sides of the players on their team. I'm going to pull up their defensive line real quick. Um, Bills. Yeah, uh, like I said, Rousseau, he, from what I understand, he just came in. He was kind of out of shape, um, but that's still not a bad pick. I also yeah. love the Bastion pick. Uh, uh, people don't know, but, I mean, had the combine been this year, Basham would have been a first-round pick. He would um, be like the DK Metcalf of yes. this year's draft class. Like, he would have shined in the combine and just, be, like, Showing off everything he had. Mario Addison was the other guy I was thinking. Uh, Jerry yeah, Hughes yeah. and Mario Addison are each 33 years old. Yeah. So, you, I mean, I, I would, I, depending on how Buffalo's season goes, I would say that they'll probably start with Jerry Hughes and then uh, Addison and rotate these guys in. But I would think that it, it, the only way, that, not the only way, but this is, this will show up as a, 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 a good draft if. By the end of the year, Rousseau and Basham are starting on the ends, which right, they should be versus 33 year olds. The other thing they have to remember, though, is with their first pick last year in the second round, because uh, that was their first pick, they traded their first. Uh, they took AJ Epineza out of Iowa, who's also playing defensive end. I could see him transitioning to um, more of an edge rusher kind of guy, or they'll have uh, Rousseau or Basham play inside to replace Luatelli. But I agree. Um, with there's, those, there's no way Basham can play inside. Uh, then Rousseau because he gained weight. Okay, that's fine. I, that's, I'm just saying I've seen Carlos Basham. Yeah, I, no, he's a slim dude. Like he will. He's he's Brandon Ingram basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this yeah. Uh, in the in the third round they drafted uh, uh, Spencer Brown, uh, Northern Iowa. Uh, I looked over uh, some of his tape um, from last year. Northern Iowa is a pretty good FCS school, and they do produce good offensive linemen. Um, he's a big boy. He's going to be a mauler. Um, but I don't know if he, he – once again, A, he didn't play against the toughest competition. I mean, he did play against the toughest competition in the FCS, but not the toughest competition. Mm-hmm. 
And B, he's not as agile as I would like a tackle to be. Um, he's more of like a power guy. Uh, but we saw Mackie Becton come in as a power guy and be really good. So uh, I like that uh, pick for them. And I also like Tommy Doyle. Um, he's a real – he's going to be a project, I would assume. Um, Miami uh, – Miami's been historically really, really bad. But in the past couple of years, they've gotten pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have to just give uh, this pick uh, an A-plus as well. Uh, Wisconsin cornerback Rachad Wild Goose. Um, I mean, Great that's just – Great the name. Fact that, the, the fact that he didn't go to – Green Bay, like that just sounds like a Green Bay name. But yeah. that's why he went to but that's why I guess he went to Wisconsin. So that makes sense. Um but yeah, I I, I think I think Basham will definitely end up uh being a good pick. We'll see with Rousseau. But I mean I, like I said, uh, I pretty good pretty good draft. Uh more people that I really don't know um and hopefully we'll find out about. Uh, but uh I'll give them I'll stick with uh, the NFL.com. I'll give them an A minus. I, I really think they should have Looked for a tight end. Tight end. Uh, if they traded up in the second round for Fryermuth uh, instead of letting the yes. Steelers nab him, they they would get an A plus from me. Um, but just because of the fact they now have an overabundance of defensive ends, I'm going to give it a B plus. But uh, this could easily easily go up to an A, um, like you said, if they're starting at the end of the season. Correctamundo. All right. Who's next? I just want to get to the Browns. All right. So the Panthers. Wow. So I'm going to come out right and say it. Their first two picks were two of my favorite players in the draft. So Yeah, I, I can already uh, tell you now they're going to get one of the highest grades and the highest talks from me as we do this. Like this draft uh, class was filthy. Yeah. Um, there are names I don't know. Uh, first of all, drafting a long snapper out of Alabama, that guy is going to make the Hall of Fame as a long snapper probably. Um <laughs> I'm not kidding. He, I mean, he went to Alabama, like, so he's got to be really good. I don't he's got to be Plus, the best long snapper in the game if he got drafted. Actually, there were two long snappers in the draft. It was this Alabama guy and Michigan had a guy too. Um, Hall of Fame buddies. <laughs> uh, no, not the Michigan guy. He sucks. Um, uh, Shy Smith from South Carolina uh, didn't really shine in South Carolina. It really wasn't his fault. They haven't had a good quarterback in a long time. Um, so, but he's a good pick. I like him. Um, Keith Taylor uh, was my second favorite Washington corner or defensive back. Uh, I obviously like Elijah Molden and whoever yeah. took him got an A plus. Um, and they got, uh, first of all, their first two picks, JC Horn. I'm going to say it. I love JC Horn. That's a little high for me. I don't know if I would have got him an eight, but if they had him graded out as the best defensive back, um, that's, that's, uh, that's what they did. That's fine. Um, then Terrace Marshall getting him in the second round. I think Terrace Marshall is going to be um, – he's Anquan Bolden kind of, Des Bryant kind of, but still like really raw. But um, hopefully with Matt Rule as the offensive – as the coach there and he's running the offense, hopefully they'll find a way to use him. And then Brady Christensen is basically the reason Zach uh, Wilson wasn't on his ass the entire year. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's a great pick as well. I give this one an A+. plus. Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving you an. I'm giving him an A plus as well. I mean, J.C. Horn, like you said, one of the. I I think he was my favorite corner in the draft as well. Um, a little questionable as to why they didn't get a tackle like Rashawn Slater, who was still available. Um, but if they truly believe that secondary was a, a bigger need than tackle, and they ended up addressing it with Christensen, who I also really like. I I've watched mm-hmm. a little bit of what he has. 
um, and he should be good. Marshall fits exactly what the Panthers needed uh, in their wide receiver room. They are now running Marshall in the slot, Robbie Anderson, and DJ Moore. Yeah, um, and that's, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, Marshall reminds me a lot of Robbie Anderson. Yeah, and and if you look back to when Sam Darnold had his best season was when he had Robbie Anderson, and they were connecting all over the place, going for 100-yard games together. So getting right, a second, Robbie Anderson, I mean, all right, all right. lovely. Pause. Are you ever just going to get over Sam Darnold or are you just going to keep talking about him? I'm just going to, I'm just pointing out. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just pointing it out. And the fact that he got a second one is going to really help Sam Darnold, especially if he gets that chemistry back like he does with Anderson and then gets it with uh, Marshall as well. And then I actually really liked the pick of Tommy Tremble out of Notre Dame, the tight end. Um, I think he's going to start right away because Ian Thomas has proven that he cannot be a receiving tight end in the NFL. Um, and then we we didn't even bring up Chuba Hubbard. I said Chuba Hubbard. Oh, did you? I, I didn't. Hear yeah, it. I just said it. I said it real quick. I mean, uh, he, like I said, he he's going to be really he's going to be really good for like four or five years, and then I mean, they ran him so much. Yeah, at Oklahoma State, like so. Yeah, yeah. but but uh, having a backfield of Hubbard and and CMC, I mean, that's just unfair. So yeah, a plus for me as well. Um, I just figured out a new thing. Um, I have the ability to mute you. Yes. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to do that when you make bad points. That's good. It's going to be like uh, uh, around the horn. No, not around the horn. Uh, pardon yeah, the interruption. The- no, pardon the interruption where Max could pause him. Oh. Yeah, no, but I think we both, yeah, A plus. Uh, a plus. Panthers did a, Panthers did a great job uh, with really, they weren't, they weren't handed uh, like a, I mean, like I said, Jason Horn's a little early for me at eight, but they weren't really – they didn't need to take a wide receiver that early. And uh, even at that point, uh, all you could have gone with was Devonta Smith. So um, I I think Terrace Marshall will have a better career than Devonta Smith. So, yeah, I, A+. Plus, um, and it's also just an A-plus considering they added, what, 12 players. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Wow, they did add twelve players. Look at that. Yes, I just, I did, I, I did. Uh, I, I, I didn't even realize. I no, I, I just didn't even realize. Like Jesus. Anyway, um, we can move on to a yes. team with a much shorter list. Uh, Chicago. They this, Chicago really. It just really how you trade this graph really. I'm just gonna say it. I think it's an A because I think Justin Fields and Tevin Jenkins were great picks. And I also really like Khalil Herbert and Daz Newsome, so it's an A for me. But it's really just an A because they got Tevin Jenkins in the second round, who I right. thought should have been a first-round player, and they traded up for Justin Fields, who I think is the second-best quarterback in the draft. And uh, I, I, someone said this on one of the shows. If Rodgers does leave the Packers, Justin Fields is probably the best quarterback in the NFC North. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I was also going to give him an A. Um, I had Tevin Jenkins in my upper 20s of uh, potentially being picked. He ended up falling to almost 40. Um, I felt like the trade up for Hurt uh, Fields was a little bit much for the for the pick. But again, we've talked about it so many times on here. If you need, if you see a guy that you really want and you're going to trade up to go and get him, like I don't have a problem with it if he's your guy. So I, I love the picks, like you said, A, and then the rest of their draft, I think, uh, could potentially slot in as well. Um, I don't know enough about Herbert or Newsom, but I'm going to take your word for it. So I'm going in A as well. Yeah, Herbert's, uh, um, 
he's skinny, so it'll be interesting to see. But he's a lot like uh, Chase Edmonds and uh, who's that Bears small running back? Cohen. Yeah, Tariq Cohen. He's like those guys. Right. Um, so on to the Bengals. Uh, and this is might be my first uh, bad Negative grade, yeah, me too. All right, so Cincinnati in the first round had the fifth pick, and they took uh, Jamar Chase, which it's not the worst thing they could do. I, I understand that they wanted to pair jo- Joe Burrow back up with his uh, college buddy. Um, I get that. Um, but you also – it won't matter if – Defensive ends are getting right by and hurting Joe Burrow again. So they should have gone with Renee Sewell. And that, like I said, I like Jamar Chase. He's a, he was clearly the best receiver in this in this class. Um, but for me, that's just that's a C because you could have protect you could have protected your quarterback yeah. by now having two good tackles for the rest of the future. And they drafted Jackson Carmen in the um, like second him. round. That was a reach for them. Yeah, he was not a second round. He should not have been a second round tackle. I saw him play. At Clemson, I'm sure a lot of people did. Um, um, but um, he's from Ohio. Um, he came out of one of the small, like small middle of Ohio schools. Um, uh, it's kind of a douche, um, but um, uh, I do like Joseph Asai. I think that's a good pick. That was a great pick. Um, uh, I like Tyler Shelvin. And uh, Chris Evans actually is good value late from Michigan. That's not that bad of value late. I, they also get a knock for me I, for taking the kicker. I, no, taking I, like, a kicker, yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought it was a great idea when the Browns took uh, the dude from Oklahoma in the same draft as Baker, and I was like, yes. And there's just no need to take a kicker anymore in the draft. Like, you don't need to take specialists or kickers. Like, it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the, the biggest knock for me – like I said, I like the Chase pick, and if you were going to go with it, great, but you got to invest in the line next pick. Carmen, you're right. It was a reach, especially when you look at who was taken after him. Aaron Banks from Notre Dame, I felt, was like a little bit of a reach, but I could justify it a little bit. But the Dang, fact that – Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame, but, Notre Dame like, pisses out great offensive linemen. Exactly. But the, the fact that you passed on Banks – and the fact that you passed out on Samuel Cosme and Dylan Redunce, who are the next two guys taken off the board, the fact Cosme is an absolute unit. I mean, no one's getting past him. So uh, I, I just I disagree with the Carmen pick. I love Osai, like you said. I'm giving him I'm giving him a C minus. I I love the Chase pick, and that's the only thing that's keeping him out of an F. Uh, and the Osai pick. I guess I actually should move it up. I don't care. I'm I'm sticking with a C minus. Like you should have passed on Chase, taken Sewell, and then gotten a receiver with your second round pick and, and went about the draft as normal. Yeah, I mean they made some good picks, but you like could have got said, Rondell Moore who would have slid in fine with Boyd and Higgins. He would have played just as well off him, but they went the other way. Yeah, so I gave him a C plus. Um C minus. But yeah, I mean, that's my that's my worst grade overall too. So I mean like I said, don't take kicker. Just don't take a kicker. Like especially not in the what what was that the fifth round? Yeah, uh, what what number was it? One forty nine. One forty nine. Yeah. Uh, that was the yeah fifth round. Okay, and all right, we're up to Cleveland. Possibly, possibly the best draft in the world. Okay. I mean, this is an A plus plus. Do we? We've talked about it so much. No, I had to talk about it. you. You're going to want to talk about the Jets, so uh, we can talk about the Browns. No, I'll go quickly through it. Uh, Newsom, uh, 
wasn't my favorite corner. Like I said, Horn was my favorite in certain. I would have taken over him, but I actually ended up watching a lot of his highlights and tapes from college. He is going to be asked to do the same thing he did in college for the rounds, which makes this transition a lot easier. And he had a really good year and Northwestern's entire defensive backfield was really, really good last year. So that I, I thought him fall, it, it had any of the four, I would have had a little bit of trouble with Farley because uh, I just didn't want anybody injured. But if any of those guys had fallen on the Browns, I took them. I, that's an A grade for me. Um, and then you go in the second round. I still don't know. I mean, he is undersized and he doesn't really have a defined role, but his defined role is athlete. And they got Ousu Koromoa. Barry made a great move trading back up into up in the second round, losing one third round pick, and but also gaining a fourth round pick. So that was good. Um, Anthony Schwartz, um, fastest player in the draft. He hopefully is Nicole Hardman. Um, I'm hoping that's his floor and I'm hoping his ceiling is Tyree kill. Um, Hudson, uh, that's just a depth pick. Um, like I said, they're going to have to look at Jack Conklin's contract at some point. Um, Tommy Togi, I had a great year at Ohio state, uh, probably one of the better defenders on the team. Um, unfortunately, I wish this was Haskell Garrett, but it's not. Haskell Garrett's a beast. He got shot through the mouth and lived. Um, Tony Fields, I don't know much about him. I also know he is really small as well. So it seems like the Browns are just going to get guys that can play, play in space. And Richard LeCount uh, in the sixth round for me, perfectly fine with that. Uh, people forget that before this year, Richard LeCount was A, a top 10 high school prospect, and B, a first-round prospect coming into this year. So um, he had a terrible pro day, a terrible 40, had a terrible season at Georgia, got into an accident. Um, but, but in the sixth round, nothing to lose there. And then seventh round, uh, Demetric Felton. I don't know much about him other than I think they said he's really athletic. Uh, so they get an A-plus for me. Yeah, it's an A-plus-plus. Plus. Like- uh, you know what? I got to take it down to an A. I got to take it down to an A. Only, really? because, only because they didn't. They kind of addressed it in different ways, but they didn't address the defensive end position. I think they could have should have taken a defensive end somewhere because once you get behind Garrett, um, Clowney, and Takaris McKinley, you're pretty thin. I think they have Porter Gustin still. But, uh, yeah, I would have liked to see them um, maybe instead yeah. of Hudson. I would, I would like to the edge rusher. So I'll, I'll stick to an A. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the A-plus grade. I mean – uh, I, I just the fact that you got three guys who are were, were top two rounds are, are in, and two guys that I felt were in the should have been in the first round. I mean, that automatically gives you an A. So um, I'm giving them an A plus. No, not you. You said most of what there was to say. So I have nothing All to right. add. <laughs> All right. So who is next? Dallas. All right. You can lead us into this one. Yeah, we're just gonna go over the big names. Um, yeah. Um, so Parsons, they got Mike. Yeah. Go ahead. You can got it. You got it. I was just gonna. I was gonna say Parsons at twelve after trading down was a steal. I tend to agree with you. I just hope it's true um, because hey, he has off the field issues, and I, I just don't like he's not athletic enough to be the next Luke Keekley, but he's like too big to cover. I no, I, I like the pick as well. I'm just interested to see where he, where he ends up playing. Cause I, right. I, I, 
I would be shocked if he plays anywhere on the outside this year. That's fair. I could see that. Um, then they took Kelvin Joseph in the second round cornerback from Kentucky. Secondary was a need. Uh, I felt like they addressed it. Joseph should play well with Diggs on the other side. Um, was uh, was Elijah Molden still on the board? Uh, where are the Cowboys? Where did Molden, where did Molden go? Uh, I got hold on. I'm looking it up. I feel like Molden went, went in the third round. Uh, he was, yeah, he was in the third round of the Titans. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, they could have got him instead. So I knocked round, that. They, they could have had him twice. So, hey, I got to knock that. That's me, but that's just because sure. I, I loved, I love uh, Elijah Molden. Um, the other guy uh, I think in here, um, well, two really, Sami Feko, um, I don't know how to say it, like Fahoko, I don't know. Um, he, from what I understand, he's a, like, He's a pretty strong big wide receiver, kind of a typical of what Stanford puts out. And LSU linebacker uh, Jabril Cox, number 115, is also a steal. Um, he transferred to LSU this year. He picked off three passes as a linebacker in a shortened season. Um, he's really athletic, and it, it would surprise me if he's not at least in the starting rotation in the outside linebackers for the Cowboys to uh, start the season. Um, and Jabril Cox, also people forget, where did he go before he went to LSU? I don't know. I forget. No, North Dakota State. Did he really? Yeah. Huh. I I and love then, the Jabril Cox pick as well. Yeah, I mean he he's very versatile. Like I said, yeah. A linebacker for a linebacker to pick off three passes this year, even if he was just like a main a cover linebacker, that's impressive. Yeah, and that, especially in the shortened season. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, so I, I, I'll give them, I'll give them an A. No, no, I'll give them a B. I'll give them a B. Uh, Like I said, it's interesting to see where Parsons does. And I just, like I said, Kelvin Joseph, there were other better names on the draft board than him. So yeah, uh, I I felt like a bunch of their mid round guys, like anyone after Kelvin Joseph, but before Jabril Cox was sort of a reach. Yeah, Um, I agree. I definitely like the fact that, that they put a, a priority on defensive players, but I'm, I'm going to give them a, a minus because I like the Parsons pick. I like the Joseph pick and I think Cox is a steal. So for that, I'll give them an a minus on that. All right. All right. So next we have Denver and their big names that they picked up. They picked up certain at nine. A uh, bit of a surprise that they didn't go quarterback, in my opinion. But um, the fact they just traded for Bridgewater, I, I sort of understand. Then they took Javon. They traded up for Javonta Williams out of North Carolina, um, and then in the third round, after picking up a guard from Wisconsin, Whitewater, and Quinn Minoris, I don't know his name. Um, they picked up Baron Browning, the linebacker from Ohio State. And then uh, am I missing any big names? Uh, Ohio State defensive Johnny Ethan Cooper. He there will is. be a special teams play, special teams player, or maybe a rotation guy. Um, Indiana safety Jamar Johnson uh, had some of the best ball production out of any defensive back this year. Um, he this was his first year starting, and I believe he intercepted seven passes. 
Um, That's true. So I forgot about Indiana's dream season this he, year. Which ended up sucking, but let's not get into that. Uh, Baron Browning is a good pick. I like him. It, just another guy, kind of like Alusa Koromoa and Sam Collins. It just depends on where they're going to play him. He's not the best in coverage, but mm-hmm. um, he could yeah. be a good end, but he's a little small to be an end. Um, overall, I give them a B. I, I go with a C plus. I I really don't like Javante Williams that early. Oh. Um, and I just don't know where Baron Browning is going to play. And I don't know the minors guy. Wisconsin Whitewater is a good school. Um, but once again, Javante Williams, I don't know why this was another year where GMs and head coaches thought they had to draft running backs in the top 40 picks. Like, it, it, I, yeah, I, I was a big fan of Hubbard, um, and he went late, and Sermon went in the third round too. But I, I really liked Williams, and I like. To a certain extent, I liked Carter. I liked the value, but we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Uh, put me down as a B minus. I, I kind of forgot that Browning. You don't know where you're going to play him, and that that's a very f- valid point. Especially with the the stacked linebacking core that they currently hold. Yep. All right. So and next Patrick up, Sertain, Patrick Sertain is a good pick. Yeah, it was a great pick. He's going to slot right in, and now they have three solid corners. Um, next up is Detroit. They were probably one of the biggest beneficiaries of how the first five or six picks went out and they landed Sewell at seven. Um, they got that cornerback from Syracuse that you liked. Ife, Ifitu, Melo Wafondu. Uh, well, they, they also got Levi Owuzawerki. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I and I'm on, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they had a really solid draft. Yeah, I'm going to give him an A. Panay Sewell, I mean, they got lucky, but they made the right decision. Uh, he's going to yeah. be a, hopefully a cornerstone tackle for the next 15 years. Lewi Owuzawerki was on the Browns' radar as defensive tackle. He's pretty big, um, so I guess that's a good pick. Um, I don't know a Lim McNeil. Neither um, do I. Uh, the cor- uh, this, I fear to Melanfou. I think that's how you say his name. Um, that's a good pick as well. He is also just kind of an experiment, though. Like, they don't really know if they're going to slot him at safety, I wouldn't think. Um, and then Amon Ross St. Brown is a good pickup for me. He just had an under, under, underwhelming uh, career at USC because the past couple of years, USC has been awful. Yeah. Not awful or just inconsistent, really. So, True. Um, yeah. But I like Peninsula. It's good enough for a B. B plus for me. Yeah, I w- I'm going to stick with the B plus as well. Um, I don't know enough about Uzuwerki uh, personally. I just haven't watched taped on him. I I've heard things, but I like to make my own analysis. So I'm giving him a B plus as well. All right. All right. Who's next? We have Jesus Green Christ. Bay. Um. Yeah, we're running. There are a lot of teams left. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do probably two or three more, and then we'll just finish up next week. Yeah. Um, we'll do Green Bay, Houston, and then we'll do the Jets. All right, that's you then. Yeah, then we'll do we'll do Green Bay, Houston, and the Jets. All right. Cool? I mean, we yeah. could also probably get down to Jacksonville and Indy because Houston's going to be quick, and I think that Green Bay should also be relatively quick. Okay, we'll just keep going for a little right, bit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Ooh, um, yeah. Green Bay, they got Stokes at 29. 
They got Ohio State center. Reach. He wasn't even their best corner. Yeah, he wasn't their best corner on the board. I agree. Um, Ohio State center Josh Meyer at 62. They got Amari Rogers from Clemson, the wide receiver. I uh, really like that pick. And then the rest of the draft, I just don't know enough about from them. Oh. So Corey Lindsley left. So that uh, that explains why they had to take a center, I guess. That's too early for me. Josh Myers had a good career at Ohio State. But, I mean, you probably could have picked him in the third or fourth round. Probably. So, um, Amari Rogers should be good. Um, I like him. Then again, uh, who knows who's going to be throwing him the ball. Um, and, yeah, other than that, I, I, I got to say, uh, other than Amari Rodgers, I really don't like any of these picks. Eric Stokes wasn't even the best corner on his own team. Um, or too early for Myers. Rodgers, nice pickup in the third round. And, like I said, I don't know. Um, I see a what Wisconsin guard. That's good then. I assume he's good. Um, and I don't know who Kylan Hill is. Uh, they get a B-minus for me. Uh I, I just don't like that Stokes pick, especially with so many. I mean, Mo Rig was so many good defensive backs still there. And yeah, I don't like that C minus. Yeah, I'm I'm giving them a C, uh, maybe a C plus if you want to swing that Stokes could be okay. Um, I would have even taken Asante Samuel over him though. So yes. yeah, I'm I'm going with a C. Pack. Javon Holland, defensive back, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to see. Um, so then we move on to Houston. Uh, they had five picks total. The only one that uh, – there are only two worth mentioning. Um, with their first pick at 67, they took Stanford quarterback Davis Mills. Um, I think that's pretty telling about the Deshaun Watson situation, in my opinion, but we were told not to look into it as fans. Um, and uh, then at 147 – you, you, you forget that Davis Mills came into college as the number one ranked quarterback. That's true. <laughs> no, he sucks. Um, keep going. <laughs> um, and then the only other pick that I feel is worth mentioning is Brevin Jordan at 147, tight end from Miami. Um, he's sh- uh, they- they're building a tight end room there down in Houston. Um, but I-, I hated everything about their draft, and they're going to get a D minus from me. And it's hard to put together a good draft just simply because they didn't have picks in the first round, or I, I think even the second round. Maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, uh, Mills is whatever, kind of, just whatever. Um, Nico Collins, that's way too high at 89. He didn't even really have that productive of a career at Michigan. I do like Brevin Jordan a lot. Um, So they get a solid – they get a D basically just because of that. Um, Yeah, because I I can't believe – there had to be better receivers on the board than Nico Collins. Collins went Um, one number, 89. Yeah. Um, and Anthony Schwartz was taken two picks later by the Browns, so that should say enough. So I gave it a D. You gave it a D plus, a D minus. I gave it a D minus. Uh, because I don't like Mills, and literally the only thing I like about that draft is Jordan. Um. Okay. Indianapolis landed Quiddy Pay at twenty one. Um, they got Deo Ode, Odeingbo at 54. Um, Deo Odeingbo. Deo Odeingbo. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then the late round pick that they got, uh, Sam Ellinger, quarterback out of Texas. I could see him 
being kind of a Taysom Hill type player, but also developing into a decent quarterback, like a backup quarterback. Um, Cause I really don't like San, uh, Eason who they took last year with their second round pick. Uh, you got to remember, give... you got to remember though, there's the, the Colts don't have a starting quarterback on that roster. That's right. How could I forget? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Carson Wentz, I mean, he, they, he signed with them to be the second string quarterback, right? Yeah. They're going to give Jacob Easton the chance and then they're going to go with him. <laughs> I would um, rather, ha- I'm looking outside right now. There's a tree right there. I'd rather have a tree than, uh, yeah. And Carson Wentz. Yeah, I got you. Yes. I know your feelings. You don't need the to tree. Honestly, the tree, the tree probably moves quicker and everything like that. Cause at least it moves with the wind. That's, you know, that's a fair enough point. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, I'm looking at this. Um, I love again, Quiddy pay. Quiddy pay at 21 was a steal. Who picked? Was it who? Oh yeah, it was the Giants who picked at twenty and took uh, yeah. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. I, I like I said, I love Quiddy Pay. That fell to them. That's awesome. Sam Allinger's. Mm, I they just get a B for me. I, I mean, they only had seven picks, but they got inc- incredible value in Quiddy Pay and Ellinger. He could end up starting. He so. could potentially. I I really like Ellinger. You know, I've been on him for a little bit. I'm not going to say that he's going to start within the next three years, but he could develop into a solid guy who they can kind of run an offense around. So I'm giving him a B plus because I like Deo Odabingo. You don't even know who that is. I just like saying his name. <laughs> All right, who's next? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay, okay. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. So, uh you would uh, okay, yeah. Trevor Lawrence gets an A. Trevor Etienne gets a C minus. That's a that's a terrible pick. It's a horrible I, I have, pick. You have a guy who accounted for fourteen hundred yards for your offense. Oh yeah, you're like, hey, yeah, we you need, need a running back. Yeah, you, that's so your stupid. Friend, your little friend, whatever his name is, um, J Rob. Yeah, James Robinson. Uh, Tyson Campbell, great pick. Uh, he Fantastic was the best corner. He was the best cornerback on Georgia. Um, Walker Little is also a good pick, as is Andre Cisco. Um, uh, Luke Farrell will be mostly a tight e- or a blocking tight end. Um, and then I don't know this Georgia Tech wide receiver, but when I see Georgia Tech wide receiver, I just think of Calvin Johnson. So it's two hundred nine, Calvin Johnson. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm so, giving it an A plus. It's hard to give him anything else when they got Trevor Lawrence and Campbell him, and Walker Little. I'll give him an A. Makes sense. ETN sh- should be a solid player later on. I just don't get the pick. Uh, Kansas City is next. They had a pretty good draft for for what they had. Um, obviously, their first round pick they used to get Orlando Brown. Then um, they got Nick Bolton at fifty eight, Creed Humphrey at sixty three. They got Duke tight end Noah Gray at one sixty two, and Trey Smith f- somehow fell to them at two uh, twenty six. He's a guy yeah, that I, was I just, think. Yeah, huh? he, I was going to say, his, their their first two picks, Bolton and Humphrey, and then their last pick, Trey Smith, was incredible. Incredible I cannot believe, cannot believe Trey Smith fell that far. Yeah, so I'm I'm giving them an A+. Plus. I, I, and the fact that they used that pick to land them a, a superstar left tackle, potentially, um, with Orlando Brown. Yeah. I, I really like the draft overall for them. So you gave me an A+. Plus. I'm giving them an A+. Plus. Jeez. 
Someone's an easy grader. I am. All right. Um, let's do one what, more. Than the what was your grade? What, what was your grade for uh, that? I, I just gave me an A. Good like I said, Bolton uh, should be good in the middle of their defense. Um, Creed Humphrey, some people were saying he could go as early as the first round. And like I, I said, uh, uh, Trey Smith is just – I mean, there's a possibility There's a possibility Trey Smith could play tackle in the NFL. Yeah. He's like six. He's like six, seven. So, And then the fact that they used their first-round pick on Orlando Brown, yeah, that's a day. Uh, yeah, let's do one more, and then uh, we'll do the Jets. This one's going to be nice and quick for us. We got Las Vegas Raiders. Alex Leatherwood, superstar tackle at 17. Dumbest yeah, pick of the first round? Yes. I'd no? have to look at I'd have to look at the whole first round. Sure. Yeah. I mean the dumbest pick of the first round was <laughs> Zach Wilson to the Jets. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, Leatherwood, I mean that's a D. You could have got him. You could have got him in the basically, third. Yeah, you could get him in third. Basically, you should have just – I mean, if you really wanted – there were better tackles. Eichenberg was still on the board. Wasn't Darisaw still on the board? Darisaw was still on the board. Tevin Jenkins yeah. was still on the board. Yeah, that, that, yeah I mean, that, that just seems like a John Gruden looked at that and said, like, oh, his last name is Leatherwood, and he went to Alabama. I have to have him. Um, Moberg, that's a good pick at 43. Um, Solid pick. I don't know if he'll be good uh, because I don't know if anyone will ever be good on the Raiders. Uh, I mean, they get they get a C plus from me. Uh, yeah. I like the more I like the more pick. Malcolm Coons is actually a decent pick too out of Buffalo. Um, yeah, so yeah. They, I'll give Divine Diablo was a huge reach for them though at eighty. I have no idea who that is. He's a Virginia Tech linebacker. He's a huge reach, and they took him. I just love his name too. It's like, um, what are those things called? Like jumbo shrimp and like they cancel each other out or whatever. I forget what they're called. Anyway, divine Diablo. So, um, I give him a C. Okay. All right. Let's go to the jets. That'll be the last one for today. Yeah, I think I get, jets. Uh, what did I give? I gave the Raiders a C as well. All right. So the New York jets, hmm. uh, you can bring them up. Sure. Obviously, uh, Zach Wilson at two. Then the trade up for Elijah Vera Tucker at 14. They drafted Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Mississippi, at 34. Um, they used both the third round picks that they had to trade up for Tucker, so nothing in the third. Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina, at 107. Um, oh, two Michael Carters. Then they had Michael Carter, the safety, at oh, 154. Dude. Yeah. Dude, those guys probably hate each other. They probably do hate each other, but they're all love on Twitter. I was looking. Um, they also got Auburn safety. J Is that Jermaine Sherwood? Sherwood? Um, Jamie and Sherwood. Jamie and Sherwood at uh, 146. Then they got a pit corner, Jason Pinnock at uh, 175. Um, I, I like that kid, Brandon Eccles at, uh, 200 out of corner. Uh, he's a cornerback out of Kentucky. I really like him and Marshall. I just don't know enough about, um, uh, Wilson's a huge risk, uh, high risk, high reward. Um, I, I, I don't really have a specific grade for him. Um, I would have preferred they traded down and potentially taken fields was my dream scenario. Um, but, you know, you're going to take the pick and, and roll with it. I'm cool with that. Elijah Vera Tucker should be a, a stud 
linemen for the next couple of years. They're building up the line between him and Becton. Um, you, we already talked about the Elijah Moore pick. I would not have personally done it, but I'm starting to understand that if you're going to move on from Crowder and the $10 million that he's going to take this year, filling him in for with a guy with better route running and who is faster um, is is good enough. And then I I like Michael Carter playing with LaMichael Pirine, who we drafted in the third round last year. Um, Carter could potentially be our, our first two down back and then have uh, – P Ryan come in for third downs and short yarded situations, kind of like how we used Frank Gore last year. Um, I, I'm going to give him at least a B plus. Um, but if Wilson pans out, it can turn into an A or an A plus. Yeah, I'll give him a B plus. Um, I don't like Zach Wilson, but if you think he's your guy, um, you go get him. That's all right. Uh, so yeah. that gets like a B. I mean, that basically just gets a B B plus for me. I mean, yeah. I can't hate on. I can't hate on it. I don't love it, but whatever. Elijah Bert Tucker, that was an A pick. Elijah Moore, uh, like I said, they just need to get rid of Crowder first or else they have two of the same wide receiver. Uh, I didn't like either one of the North Carolina running backs coming out. Um, like I said, and I think I told you, uh, it's usually not a good sign when two running backs from the same team are that good. Uh, and then I know you're going to say Georgia or something, but. Just no, I, I actually, I was talking about this and I brought up your point to my father and we were going back and looking at all of the teams that have first round running backs together and there were five total um, years where there were two first-round running backs from the same team, or and only one year did it ever work out, and it was when um, Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams came out together in the same year. Yeah, and that's when uh, they started running the Wildcat with yeah. uh, Ronnie Brown. Yeah. All right, well, so who did we do today? We did the Browns and the Jets. Browns got an A for me, B-plus for me. Cincinnati got a C plus, Baltimore got a B plus, the Colts got a B, Bills an A minus, Raiders C, Broncos C plus, Texans D, Jaguars and Chiefs A, Lions B plus, Falcons A, Bears A, Packers C minus, Cowboys B, Cardinals B, Panthers A plus. Um, you went uh, Browns A plus, Jets B plus, Cincinnati C minus, Baltimore A. Colts B plus, Bills B plus, Raiders C, um, Broncos B minus, Texans D minus. You really hated the Texans draft. I hated them. They just I didn't understand it. Like you sign Tyrod Taylor, you have Deshaun Watson. Why take a quarterback? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jaguars and Chiefs, you had A pluses along with the Panthers. Um, Cardinals got a B. Cowboys got an A minus. Packers C. Oh, excuse me. Yep. Packers C, Bears A plus, Falcons A plus, Lions B plus. So you gave out the worst grade of the day, which was a D minus. Yeah. So, um, but you also coupled that with a lot of A pluses. So how many did I give out? A pluses. Yeah. Which which teams did I give? Five, six, six. You gave out six A pluses. No, then there's no way. Who Falcons, are they? Falcons, yeah. Bears. I did not give them an A plus. I said A minus for them. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Because I didn't love trading up for Fields, but I got it. And then Jenkins was a dub. All right. Uh, the Panthers got an A plus. The Browns yeah. got an A plus from you. Yeah. Um, and then the Jaguars and Chiefs got an A plus as well. Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, I loved everything they did with both of them. So except the ETN pick, that just didn't make any sense. I, I gave out one A plus to the Panthers. Clearly, um, I'm the more consistent one on this show. I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll be back at it next week sometime uh, to probably go over the rest of these teams, and then maybe Thursday or Wednesday um, we'll do our power rankings, um, and then we will go softly into the night. Um, yeah, so I, we'll have some new stuff, some fun stuff. Hopefully, that without football, hopefully try to get a few guests. Might be able um, but, to get my uh, football buddy, hopefully, finally, now that uh, season's yes. coming to a close. Yes, I forgot about that. Season's already closed. Yes, we can probably – I can probably reach out to a bunch of people. So, yeah, um, basically, in the summarization of today's episode, Tom thought everyone in the draft did a great job except for the Texans, and I was just fair with everyone. So, Look, like, if you wanted to say, like, oh – the Chiefs don't get it. Like, fine, they'll get an A. Like Jacksonville, I gave an A plus on Trevor Lawrence overall, and I liked Campbell and Walker, so they probably could have an A too. So if you want, switch that out. That's fine. I just was going off the like Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, give them an A. I don't like anyone after Campbell. Actually, no, after Walker. Little. I'm not changing anything. Wait, so fine. you can't? So you really can't read the comments? No. Like I told you, there are random people who watch it. Philip Wong <laughs> said, my poop is so long, it's falling out of my butt like butter on a stick. Great. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, our, it's our viewers for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back at it probably Monday next week um, in the afternoon sometime. And then, uh, yeah, we'll carry on with the NFL draft grades. I mean, the NFL draft, it only took three days, but really – it takes up like two months or three months of the off season. So hundred percent. It's good. It's good for us. And then free agent takes up the other four months and then the seasons, the other five. So football year um, round, baby. Yeehaw. It is the real, Love it. real. It is the only uh, full-time sport in America. So uh, any last words, Tom? Let's go dogs, baby. You already know. I hope everyone's safe out of my campus because literally I, I keep like getting updates on Snapchat of people adding me on stories and stuff. And literally, we, there's this one spot on campus. It's called the Knoll. It's basically a bunch of senior houses that are like on either side of a grass patch with sidewalks. And literally, it's they're, they're just Knoll crawl where they just go from house to house. Everyone's drinking. Everyone's having a good time. And I just keep getting added on stories and stuff by my friends being like, yo, you're not here. I'm like, yeah, I know. They're like, wait, why aren't you here? I'm like, I had a remote semester. <laughs> That's and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no, it's, it's funny. It's funny to me, in all honesty. Like I said, I'm going to get go get Margs with my family, probably. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. You don't know my family. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, Skodogs, be